Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Office Equipment Solutions North America wide. Yeah, Digitex does that. D I G I T E X dot C A on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. You heard that ad for the Legends of the Game series. In the last month, our four uh, guests on Wednesdays have been. As follows, Kevin Lowe, Wayne Gretzky, Glenn Anderson, and just this past week, Fernando Pisani. Uh, we'll get to Morley Scott briefly uh, to talk a, a bit about uh, Pisani in that 06 run and then focus on the Eskimos. Do want to tell you that Royal Pizza, Edmonton owned and operated now for 50 years and to celebrate their 50th anniversary uh, on through October. Royal Pizza offering the combo special, your choice of Greek or Caesar salad with garlic toast, uh, two uh, gourmet pizzas and four anniversary cookies, all for just 50 bucks. Pick that up at any of their 14 Edmonton and area locations. The Edmonton Eskimos against the Winnipeg Blue Bombers tonight. We'll get to the game in a second. We just uh, had Greg Nolan on the book, Highballer. Uh, some self-indulgence on my part, but part of the cost to uh, become a broadcaster for me was uh, the summer job tree planting. And I know, Morley, you had to work your way up too uh, before you got full-time into the industry as well, right? Uh, I think we all did at some point, right, Bob? Uh, I was uh, working at Woodward's in the bargain store stockroom down in the basement <laughs> while I was volunteering at CJSR. I was putting uh, price tags on dish towels and everything else you could think of. I did that for a couple of years. Also, uh, washed dishes at a scene in the kitchen of a senior citizen's home for a while as well. So you do what you got to do to pay the bills to get where you want to go, right? Absolutely. Uh, hey, just uh, I, I mentioned that Legends of the Game series. Uh, you know, you and Rod were doing those games in 06. We had Fernando on the show on Wednesday. What a run he had, eh? Everything he touched went in the net. It was except for that one with a couple minutes to go in Game Seven when the puck was in his skates and he couldn't uh, he couldn't get a hold of it before the empty net goal was scored. Yeah, uh, he had a magical run. He was uh, he was spectacular in that uh, playoff. Uh, uh, the the one I remember most uh, was uh, the shorthanded goal uh, yeah. in overtime that uh, sent the series back to Edmonton for Game Six, which they won walking away. Uh, maybe the best game they played in years. Uh, in game six and everyone went to Carolina figuring the Oilers are going to win the Stanley Cup two nights later but 
you know what? That's why they played the game on the ice, right? So uh, they didn't, it didn't happen. But, yeah, he had a magical run for sure. He was terrific. One bounce. I mean, it's a 2-1 game. One bounce, right? It could have gone either way. All right, uh, Marley, just before we get to the Eskimos in Winnipeg tonight, I want to talk about what happened in Winnipeg last night. Um, you know, the preseason football is never great. You know that, and I know that. Uh, but what it turned out to be a debacle, and it's not, I'm told, on the Bombers here, right? This was an outside group that went ahead and uh, booked the uh, Green Bay Packers and the Raiders. Give me your thoughts. Yeah, yeah the only thing the Bombers and the CFL and, and had to do with it is the fact that they rented the stadium to the group that brought, the, the promoters that brought the game in. Uh, the promoters apparently promised a whole bunch of uh, activities in and around the game and said, we are not just going to show up, play a game, and leave town. Well, as it turned out, that's exactly what they did. They showed up, they part played a game if you can call it that and left town uh, a lot of people upset about the way it went down for sure it looked horrible on tv uh ticket prices were way too high i can't understand uh, what was going on with the field how they couldn't have been that bad that they had to do what they did last night they should have just played it on a regular uh, cfl field because most of the players in the game are going to be playing on the cfl field within the next couple of years anyway right it would have been a good jump start for them well what do you mean by that I mean, uh, those are those are guys who aren't going to play in the NFL. Oh, right? okay, uh, right, because the, the 33. Yeah, okay. A lot of those guys will be playing in the CFL in the next couple of years, I think. Well, yeah, the, the, the Packers kept 33 players out of that game. I mean, they were charging like 380 bucks. Yeah. Yeah, that's a lot of money not to see Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, no kidding. Uh, tonight, uh, we won't see Matt Nichols, but we are going to see a playmaker at quarterback for Winnipeg. Chris Strebler is his name. Uh, he is out of the University of South Dakota, and he's uh, he's a guy who's got a lot of potential, and a lot of people, especially in Winnipeg, uh, are, are, have been clamoring to see him play on a regular basis. Uh, what he doesn't do, he runs the football really well, and that's what he, he comes in and he runs the, the third uh, short situations or the second and short situations, and often he stays in and, and runs a couple of more plays after that before Matt Nichols comes in. Uh, he can run, and he's very dangerous when he runs with the football. We don't know yet what kind of a passer he is. He's only thrown 16 balls this year. Three of them have been intercepted. One of them went for a touchdown. He was 0 for 3 in the game last week when he came in to uh, relieve Matt Nichols after he was injured. But his feet can do some damage. There's no doubt about that. Uh, as Jason Moss was saying, he's a guy that when he gets outside, in uh, a quarterback like Matt Nichols, when he gets outside, he'll, he'll run his 7, 8 yards, get the first down and slide. Chris Trevor, he says when he gets outside, he can score a touchdown every time he gets outside of the pocket because he's just that fast. Eskimos are hoping that uh, their memory is good. This is only his fifth start. He's had four starts. Two of them have been against the Eskimos, so uh, uh, the Eskimos won't be surprised with just how big and how strong and how fast he is. All right, the Eskimos are 6-3 and three right now. This is a this kind of no disrespect morally intended to Ottawa and Toronto, but they're not Calgary and Winnipeg, are they? Uh, no, they're not. You're referring to like the, the strength of the competition right. yes, yes. record. Yeah, for sure. Uh, first off, you can only beat who you play. Uh, yep. Second off, second off, they have done what they, they needed to do for the most part in some of those games. Last week in Toronto, uh, they went in and they controlled the game and dominated the game. And that's what they've done for a few of the games. Uh, they played Winnipeg earlier this year, lost by a touchdown in a game that they should have won. And they believe to this day they should have won. And that's kind of sitting in the back of their heads as they go into this game because they had over 400 yards in offense. They uh, had 36 minutes of uh, possession in the game, but 
didn't score a touchdown because they couldn't click in the red zone. They took too many penalties. They had three turnovers. So that game's been bugging them since it happened back on June 27th. But they were close. They were close with Calgary. That's another game they thought they should have won as well. So they have done what they needed to do against the weak sisters of the league. Uh, the teams below them in the standings, and that's dominate them like they totally controlled the two games against the BC Lions. Uh, so this is a big step for them tonight for sure. The next month is going to be we're going to find out a lot about the 2019 Eskimos because. They play the Winnipeg Blue Bombers tonight, who are first in the West. Uh, then they have the back-to-back games with the Calgary Stampeders, who we know all about them and how good they've been for years. And then after that, they get a bye week, but then they'll play the Hamilton Tiger Cats, who are the best team in the East. So it's a huge stretch for the Eskimos over the next month. Uh, how's the health of the Eskimos right now? Uh, it, it's pretty good for the most part, but they, they've got a, a few guys out and, and who they've missed long-term. Uh, the biggest injury of note for this game uh, tonight is uh, left tackle Tommy Draham won't play. He's the only left tackle in the CFL that hasn't got a sack against him this year. He'll be replaced by a rookie by the name of Kyle Sacklett out of the University of uh, Las Vegas. Uh, a Canadian, well, technically he's a, he's a CFL Canadian. He's, he was born in California. He's lived his whole life in the States, but his mom's from New Brunswick, so he's a, he's a CFL <laughs> Canadian. He's played in... Uh, uh, left tackle, or left guard and right guard this year. He, he uh, takes reps at practice at every position, and he's going to get his first start at left tackle. He's uh, played a game at uh, guard this year. He'll play at left tackle in this game tonight. Uh, and Trevor Harris uh, is pretty confident uh, with him at that spot because he's got a pretty good pedigree as a left tackle with the three years he played at uh, Nevada in uh, Las Vegas. Morley, the Eskimos have only given up three sacks in their first nine games. Is that right? That's incredible, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Uh, just, to, just to put that in perspective, Bob, the Eskimos, uh, Trevor Harris has been sacked three times. Mike Roddy's been sacked 36 times this year. Uh, I saw Rick Lawlisher Sunday at the Canadian Derby. Um, I didn't ask Rick this, but are you a little surprised they haven't made a coaching move in BC yet? Uh, not really. I don't think so. Uh, okay. I think uh, that they put a pretty young staff together. I think you got to give them an opportunity to, to grow a little bit. I think if they could do it all over again, they might have hired some more veteran coaches to put around Devon Claybrooks. I mean, yeah. everyone believes he's going to be a, a good coach, but I mean, he's got um, uh, a defensive coordinator, Rich Stuber, who knows the league very well. But a lot of people feel maybe he's, he's you know, things have passed him by. But he's got guys like Nick Lewis and, and Drew Tate, players, guys like wow. that who are, are first-time coaches sure. and they're just getting into the game. And there's a lot of newness to that coaching staff. So they're just learning the game a little bit. Was it Nick Lewis who blew up Kelly Wiltshire? I'm just trying to – that was the guy in Calgary, right? The slot in Calgary. Yeah, Cal- yeah he was in Calgary and Montreal. Yeah, yeah, yeah great yeah. player. That was, yeah, that was, that was – he got Wiltshire like in 05 or 06. Uh, all right, Morley, so uh, you mentioned uh, the, the tackle situation. So are they going with two Canadians and – or three Canadians and two import, uh, imports? Sorry, what's the, pro- the progressive uh, – National and international yes, yes, is I'm... the phrase they use right now. Yeah, normally they go with the three Americans on the O-line, but uh, for tonight – They've, they've gone the other way with Saxon coming in. Yeah, as again, he's an American technically, but he's a Canadian according to the CFL. Travis Bond at the, the right guard spot's an American, and Colin Kelly at the right tackle, also an American. Uh, and Jacob Ruby will be a left guard, and uh, U of A grad David Beard will be the center as usual. Yeah, Chris Morris, apparently he's got a guy this year that some, team, some people think might get drafted in the NFL. Uh, Lyman. You know what? We've, we've talked a little bit about that, Bob. The U of A is starting to produce some, some real good offensive linemen around the league. Harkey and Ottawa uh, you know, guys, uh, sorry, just got released in, in BC, right? But they've got some guys who yep. have, have been drafted. 
and are making an impact in that. And obviously, Chris Morris has a lot to do with that because he was a great, uh, a great old lineman in his day, and obviously, he's uh, he's teaching some guys to be great old lineman as well. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Jeez, I was. Oh yeah, I was going to ask you one more question. As you know, I'm a, an NCAA college football junkie, and um, there has been a change to the Eskimos' return game. And I just would like to get your thoughts. Have we already seen the impact of Christian Jones, who won a couple national championships at Alabama? Well, they are uh, what they were last in the league in most categories when he joined the team, and this is only going to be his third game, and they've already moved up. I think they're sixth or seventh in, uh, I don't have it right in front of me right now, but sixth or seventh in punt returns. Uh, Christian Jones uh, has, with the Eskimos, a 21-yard punt return average this season. He's at 23, uh, kickoff uh, return, rather. He's at 23.2. So, uh, yeah, he's got some, he's, he's putting up some big numbers. Punt return, he's at 10.2 for the season. 11.4 for the Eskimos, and that's 11.4 in punt returns for the Eskimos. That's as high as it's been in years, in, yeah. at least in the in, in the years that I can remember. So yeah, he might be the solution for sure. He's just a different kind of returner. You can see as soon as he gets the ball, the first step is always forward, yes. and, and he's always looking for holes. And he's a little bit bigger, too, and he, he, he doesn't mind mixing it up a little bit and, and going in and making some holes. So, yeah, it's, it's been neat to watch him over the last couple of games, and I think because he hasn't played much in Saskatchewan early in the year this year in the first half, I think he's just going to get better as he gets more comfortable in Edmonton. Marley, i got to tell you, like wh- when I saw him play, I thought, that was a guy that was going to be playing on Sundays in the States as a return guy, like just as a return specialist, not as a wide receiver or anything like that, but just, you know, because he could he could flat out make plays on returns. So obviously he's been a help for the Eskimos. Uh, 5.30 pregame with uh, you and Dave and uh, cast of thousands, including Blake and Brendan? That's correct. 5.30 for the kickoff, uh, for the uh, uh, countdown to kickoff, 7 o'clock will be game time. Uh, the seven and two Blue Bombers, the six and three Eskimos, a share of first place is on the line. Eskimos have to win by eight points tonight to uh, get the season series over the Bombers because they lost that game in June by seven, and they only play each other twice this year. So the Eskimos need uh, an eight-point win tonight. So if they're they're up by four late in the game, they might instead of taking a knee, they might try and kick a field goal. Awesome stuff. Thanks, Morley. All right, talk to you later. You bet. One forty-seven in Edmonton. Back with this day in Oilers history. And it's a little bit, it's an interesting one. Because um, it's a guy that sort of had some prominence and then kind of dropped out of nowhere. And I now he's over in Europe somewhere. And I'm also going to get, I got a lot of texts that have come up just in the last 20 minutes on some things. So we're going to get to some of those on our Heartland Ford text line. This is Oilers Now. This is Zach Cassian from your Edmonton Oilers. And you're listening to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on 630 Chet. Thanks, Zach. It'll be interesting to see how the Oilers end up slotting this season. And Cassie will be moving around the lineup a bit at times. All right, do you want to do this? Uh, we want to tell you about the fact that uh, as we go to this day in Oilers history, it's brought to you by our friends at New West Travel. If you're looking for a great sports weekend trip, join Oilers now in New York City in October. You'll see the Oilers play the Devils and the Rangers, plus an opportunity to see the Dallas Cowboys and the New York Jets. This New York package includes four nights at the Westin Hotel, a welcome reception with yours truly, plus and special guests, which we never named, but we've had some great guests over the years. Uh, parking at the Value Park at the Edmonton International Airport. For the Oilers now, an NFL tour. Call New West Travel at 780-432-7446 or online at newwesttravel.com. You know what? People get, like, Wayne Gretzky has showed up at some of these events in the past, but Gene Principe, it's remarkable how many people like Gene. 
Not, I mean, if you knew Gene, you'd go, yeah, absolutely. But say, gee, gee, they, yeah, so there you have it. All right, New West Travel, this day in Oilers history. Visit newwesttravel.com. What happened back in 1983? In the long term, absolutely nothing. But the Oilers did sign free agent forward Tom Rowe. He never played a game with the team and, in fact, ended up being the head coach of the Hurricanes farm team when Carolina beat the Oilers in the 06 Cup Final. Yeah, he's bounced around a bit. I mean, he ascended to the top of the food chain there in, in uh Florida for a while and then got uh, let go as Dale Talon regained power and control of that organization. Um, Is he coaching in Austria? Tom Rowe, can you check for me? For some reason, I can't get out on my uh, phone, so it's You'll have to check, Brendan, online. Uh, we are going to do this. We are going to go to our Heartland Ford text line at 630-630. Hey, Bob, out of Drayton Valley, Alberta. This is Clutch. That's his handle. Love the show. My tree planter story isn't so ga- glamorous. I was an oil field operator in the Brazil area. Uh, for years. I do believe tree planting is very, very important, but every summer I was called a planet killer. I am ruining the earth, etc. And every year we had to clean up their camps after the planters left. Absolutely filthy garbage and human waste uh, dumped into the Elk River every year. And 90% of those kids were from Ontario and Quebec. Just saying, uh, good to hear all sides on these issues. Well, I will tell you, in our camps, I mean, I'm a... Pe- like the uh, we've told the Dak Prescott story. There is video of Dak Prescott, and he's having he's on headset and he's having a a water in a little Gatorade cup, and he goes to throw the Gatorade cup, and he misses the uh, the garbage can. It bounces off the the rim of the garbage can, and he's the one that picks it up. He doesn't wait for one of the trainers on the team to pick it up, and it speaks volumes. So it's disappointing to hear that story. Uh, I would I worked with some guys who would be absolutely embarrassed if their camps were in filthy condition. But uh, and and again, I meant what I said. For the guys that work in the oil patch, I couldn't. You know, hey, tree planting is a tough. There's lots of tough jobs. Brandon, what's the toughest job you've ever done? Certainly not this. Other than, other than maybe the first week when I was in Boston and you were on headset and were trying to do the show with That's me. That's true. Was that a tough... Yeah. Was that a I st- would say this is the most stressful job the, I've this had is because the most- of the reach. However, the most labor-intensive... My parents owned a radiator shop back in Kamloops, and I used to do uh, L&M radiators out of mine trucks. So we're talking like 10 feet by 15 feet, and you're stripping down the core, taking them all out. Uh, that was... It would be like an 80-man-hour job. So Really? Yeah, I have that was tough. no ability to do that type of stuff. So I, I for, for guys that are out there and 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 look I, hey if if you're privileged enough to be as tough as it's been 12 out of 13 seasons out of the playoffs you're broadcasting games in the NHL and you're doing a 2 hour show where you get a talk about the team from your hometown and the teams from your hometown that you love that's, that's man that's that's why I planted was to get to uh, uh, to be privileged enough to do something like this. So that's why I have appreciation for people that are uh, that have way tougher jobs and work up north and are on you know two weeks on, two weeks off, or three weeks on, one week off. It's way way tougher. Everybody have a terrific uh, weekend. Special shout out uh, to Sean Lowry. Turns fifty this week. Sean might see you uh, down at Pub nineteen oh five. We'll see our old man, Dan Baker, who I took up twice, even though he only remembers one of the two years we went up. Tells you how good that year went. Coming up tonight, we got an Eskimo broadcast pregame show, 5.30 kickoff, 7 o'clock. Morley Scott, Dave Campbell. 
Brendan Escott, as well as Blake Dermott. Uh, up next, a global news weather traffic update with Kerry McCarthy, followed by the 6.30 chat afternoon news with Jalen and I. Have a terrific weekend, everybody. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Office supplies at huge savings? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A. On Oilers Radio, 6.30 Chad. Hi, are you a landlord? My name is Shaman, and I'm the CEO here at Hope Street Management. Last year, we rented 1,400 homes and condos to our network of lucrative corporate tenants. And we've got great tenants waiting for you, too. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.